Hey guys, welcome back to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Andrew with Coach Tony today. And today's podcast is all about the top six traits of mentally tough athletes and mentally tough people. We want to talk about really how the mental toughness that you guys can work on and develop inside the gym can translate to outside the gym as well, because that's really what it's all about. It doesn't matter if you're mentally tough in the gym, if you're a little weakling the other 23 hours of the day. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to call you a little weakling. Um, but yeah, Tony, do you want to talk about kind of the why behind this podcast and what you, you see your vision for that mental toughness? Yeah, so we want to do this podcast because we hear from our members that, you know, man, I'm feeling great in the gym, I'm seeing the results, but I'm also like just mentally more disciplined in my life. I'm like better at work, like my employer notices it, my coworkers notice it, and like there's just something about me that I'm that I'm getting and and I feel like it's like this mental toughness point that like we can't really advertise, we can't really like put like, you know, make your mind 20% tougher like on a billboard, <laughs> it doesn't really get people in the door, but I think it's something that we're we're seeing the benefits of through our members. We're learning kind of how to cultivate it. Um, and help our members further grow it. And that's really what we want to talk about today is like these six things that we constantly see over and over again, like through our members, through ourselves, that we can share with you guys to, to kind of help you build it and kind of look for these things along the path to be like, oh yeah, that's what they talked about. Like, I need to further dive into that to build my mental toughness. Yeah, we want to take this, this intangible idea and make it more tangible. You know, you, you hear it often in sports, like, athletes are, are clutch or not clutch as if it's something you're you just have or you don't and we think a lot of this stuff can can be developed and um yeah we want to we want to give you guys the tools to be able to develop and, and utilize the things that we've seen in the gym we've used in our own lives to really help uh help you guys establish some good mental toughness habits um so do you want to dive into the first one or is there anything that you want to add before we get into that um, yeah, just to, I just wanted to add that it is like a process, like none of us have it perfect, even after like, you know, you see those athletes who work out with, with like a thousand workouts, you're like, man, they must be so like mentally tough by now. And it's like, if you really went into their brain, I'm sure there'd still be things that like, they're like, man, I can really get tougher on that. Um, so nobody's perfect, but think about like how your muscles grow. Like each time you do a workout, you have small tears in your muscles and it rebuilds and it builds on itself each time you do it. So. Each time you're moving forward, it's the same thing with this stuff. You're practicing it, those little choices you make that you're just like, it could be like as simple as like choosing the right thing for lunch over not. Yeah. Like that's making you mentally tougher because in your mind, you're just, you're just starting to be this mentally tough person and being a little more disciplined. Um, kind of like the definition we're working with when we say mentally tough, right? We're not just like, okay, Navy SEAL, like yell at you, get tough. Um, I think the big things we want we, we want to mention is like it's about determination. It's about seeing th see, seeing things through to the fullest. So like you actually like set your mind to something and you and you go for it all the way. Um, and you just have this like determination, perseverance, and you're not intimidated by um, things that might be scary, right? You don't let your emotions get too involved. You kind of stay the course. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else before we dive into the first one? Um, yeah, just one more thing kind of related to the Navy SEALs. There are some good books out there. If you guys are like looking into like diving in this mental toughness thing more, like David Goggins is, an, is one that's known really yeah. well. Um, he wrote the book Can't Hurt Me. Um, also there's Unbeatable Mind by Mark Devine. Um, also you got How Champions Think by Bob Rotella is a really good one. Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. 
um, really good ones that are good books on kind of building that mental toughness and and kind of you know yeah good ones to have in your arsenal yeah I think presence is a big thing as well like the ability to have focus and maintain that focus or be present in any situation is maybe one of the most important aspects of mental toughness as we get more and more distractions thrown at us with um, you know just all the things we have in our lives and social media and all that you know can you kind of maintain your focus while there's all this noise happening around you is a really big aspect of this um, cool well to get us into the first one what's your uh, first trait of mentally tough athletes yeah so the first trait of mentally tough athletes is mentally tough athletes know what to spend their energy on they know what is within their control and what is not within their control um, so if you don't have mental toughness, you're, real, you're really concerned with what other people say and do. But if you have mental toughness, you're more concerned with like, well, what can I do? What can I say? You know, or like maybe in your, you're in your workout and you're, you, see, you see that you get concerned about other people's scores or what other people are doing. And the mentally tough people are more in their lane. They're more focused on what can I do right now? What am I doing? What is my score? What is my effort? Um, they can't really just stay in their lane and that that makes them mentally tougher because they're not so concerned with what everything else is going on yeah i think that's huge i mean you think about um, two of the biggest uh, things that are out there in kind of media right now with like the political environment and um, covid like yes there's very real serious issues but ultimately the way i think about this stuff is okay how is this going to affect my next action and what, what am I gonna do? And am I gonna do differently because I have this, anything differently because I have this information now? You know, and I think COVID's a great example. Like, um, you know, you can accept COVID as, as a very real thing that, you know, we have to wear masks, we have to social distance, we have to stay home. But then you also have to look at this, this health idea of, okay, the majority of the people that are getting hospitalized or dying from this have these pre-existing conditions, okay? Is it under my control to work on my own pre-existing conditions? And what can I do? Can I, you know, start working out? Can I start eating better? Can I uh, get outside and get my vitamin D levels up? What supplements can I take to give myself the best shot at overcoming this thing? And, and that's how I, I try to attack some of these bigger issues is, is it going to affect my actions? And if it will, what are some of those actions that I can put in place to put myself in the best chance of of succeeding or, or, or um, you know, overcoming this thing. Yeah, you said it right there. Um, when you see the big picture or, or a scary thing like possible death from a disease, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed by that. But as a byproduct of knowing what you can control, you look for the next right action that you can do. And that's really key is, is what we call just showing up, right? It's what next step can you take that's gonna get you to where you wanna be this is the simplest thing. And I think those simple steps become clear when you cut out the noise, yeah. right? When you cut out the other stuff, you take it, you take the big goal out of sight or the big scary thing out of sight and just focus on what's in front of you and what you can control. Yeah, that's huge. And I think that leads in, into our number two aspect, which is mentally tough athletes focus on their effort and not the end result. And whether it's it's something's kind of happening to you and you have to focus on what you con can control or you have this big goal of yours that you're excited for this thing you want to achieve and instead of being so focused on this end result you're really just focused on what are the the actions i can take to get myself let me create a plan 
to get to that point and let me execute on this plan. It's a little bit more proactive than, than point one, um, but it's still just as important to kind of stay in your lane in that sense. Yeah, and, and I think mentally tough athletes, we're talking about those are the people that you've seen work out the most, like, and over time they've, they've judged their workouts by effort, right? They come in here, they give it their all, they give it their best, and they leave knowing that their best was enough, right? They don't go to Sugar Wad, they're not like, oh man, I thought I'd be like top 10, but really I'm like top 30, like that's so discouraging, maybe I'll just take the week off and hit up Jupiter Donuts on Thursday instead. Like the mentally tough athletes are like, you know what, that was my best effort, I'm proud of myself today, I'm, I'm proud of the way I did those squats today. All right, I'm gonna hit it hard again tomorrow and give it my best effort tomorrow again. Yeah, the, the thing I always like to bring up when this point comes up, because it sounds a lot like 10th place trophies for, for a lot of people, they hear like, oh, your best effort, you know, that's so cool, you still lost by a ton and you kind of suck. <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's best effort sounds very simple on paper but when you really think about it when you think about when you're you know with you're with your kids when you think about when you're in the middle of a hard workout and you were to really truly ask yourself is this my best effort in this exact moment like am i being the best parent i could be am i being the best employee i could be am i being the best athlete i can be is this truly my best effort it actually becomes really hard to do that because there's always that little bit more you can give and if you are really honest with yourself about what that best effort is, that's one of the hardest things to do, even though it sounds really easy on paper. Yeah, and I think pride is like a big word that comes to mind when I think about like, you know, when I, when I wanna be in that process and like give my all and more, it's like, do I have pride in what I'm doing? And when I do, it's really easy to just say, okay, like, yes, I'm gonna see this through, I'm gonna give it everything that I have yeah. to do this. Um, another thing I want to bring up is kind of this, we've mentioned this process orientation, but it, it can be a thing in and of itself of when you set this like New Year's goal or New Year's resolution, because we're kind of at the beginning of the year, you have to quickly go to, well, what is going to be the process to get there and focusing and enjoying that because you know, the other thing that mentally tough athletes realize is that the process is the fun, the process is the reward, mm -hmm. and that they're, yes, they wanna to get to that outcome, but they realize that often when they get to that outcome, they're just gonna set the next goal and the next goal, and if you're not enjoying the process along the way, um, then you, you won't get that reward. That reward will no longer be fulfilling at the end. Awesome, yeah, that brings us to number, number three. Let's do it. Um, so mentally tough athletes view, view failure differently, all right? They view failure as a learning experience and they know that with each one, they're gonna learn something and get better uh, for the next time. Yeah, this is, this is really hard to do. I mean, you th I think about some of the things that have been like failures that um, I've had in my own life and it's really hard to reframe those things. There's a lot of emotional baggage with those things. And I think the thing that's helped me the most is trying to find gratitude in past experiences, gratitudes in those failures. Like, so I think about a failed relationship would be a good example. Like this failed relationship allowed me to get to this new relationship that's even better, you know, whether that be like my relationship with my wife or relationship with employees that we have. And I'll look back at like, man, I wish I would have handled this employee differently. I wish I would have been a better leader, a better manager, 
but like I wouldn't trade it in the world for like our team today and who we have. So I think that element of gratitude allows you to start to break through some of the emotional baggage that might come with some of these past failures to start to see some of the insights that are there for you to then be better for the next person. Yeah, and it kind of shows you too, like there's never like one path to success. Like that one girlfriend in high school wasn't your one path <laughs> to, to a family with kids, right? There was, you, you hit that you hit that obstacle, you moved on, you went to something else and you know, you got, you got to where you wanted to be in life. So I think mentally tough people, they see they, they don't see other paths because no one sees like all the paths available, but they're willing to look to the sides when they hit an obstacle, right? Yeah. And they get knocked backwards. They don't go back into their hole and, and go, you know, just go shudder away from the world. They start looking for those other paths to success because there are infinite. There's yeah. infinite paths to success. And I think a mentally tough person really realizes it's not just binary. It's not just like past failure. Okay, now I'm a failure. It's okay, I, I might have failed, but how did I learn and which path am I gonna take next? Yeah, a lot of mentally tough athletes use that as fuel and motivation. Like you think about someone like Tom Brady who was draft, overlooked for five rounds of the draft and then drafted in the sixth round, like that became his motivation for so many years was to like prove that he could make it and prove that you could belong. And I think that that in and of itself um, can't be enough. You have to have the other things built around it, some of these other mm -hmm. things that we're talking about, but it can be a great just momentum builder to trigger a lot of the other, other stuff that we're talking about here. Um, let's go over to number five. So mentally tough athletes manage their self-talk. And this is one of the most tangible things that our athletes can start implementing into their workouts because we all have self-talk. And some days it's good, some days it's bad. Um, but if we were to put your voice over a loudspeaker, that's one way to think about your self-talk, the things that you're saying to yourself in that moment, would you want those things to be heard by the people around you? No. <laughs> never. No. It's Especially got, not in yesterday's workout. No, man. not in yesterday's workout. And I hope Austin never hears what I was thinking. That was the 39-minute AMRAP if you guys are trying to put this timeline together of when we're shooting this. So again, back to it being a process and we're all getting better at this each day, you'll never get perfect at it. Um, but ways you can work on being mentally tougher in a workout and, and saying not necessarily positive things, but excluding the negative, okay? So you, you can talk in more informative ways, even when you're trying to, to coach yourself or even give um, you know, encouragement to others. You know, instead of saying, you know, don't put that bar down, say, you got another five reps. Like you got this. Like you can do this. Go go for it. Yeah. Right? Hang on to that bar. Five more reps. Three more reps. Like yeah. whatever you need to do. Oh, whenever we're doing something that's like longer checkpoint. Like I always have checkpoints. It's always like next five calories, next five reps, and it's constantly telling myself like the the positive of like you can do five. You can do five. That that definitely comes into play with wall balls. Yeah, I think, it, I think a checkpoint, I see almost every good athlete, good from like a fitness perspective, almost every good athlete has those checkpoints. I think that's huge. And I think that there's kind of two directions I could see this positive self-talk going. One is like the positive of like, you got this, like you're getting stronger with every rep, I'm feeling good today. You're kind of like, you're, you're trying to lead the horse to water to be more positive and optimistic than you might really be in that moment. 
And then the other side is to be very task focused. And that's where kind of the checkpoints come in. And that's where it's like, you could be focusing on your breathing. You could be focused on, you know, one aspect of a technique that you're working on of, you know, staying in your heels, drive with the legs, drive with the legs, something like that, where you're like very task focused, but that's also pushing out the negative and it's keeping you very present in that moment. So I think those are the two directions that mentally tough athletes can do and they can utilize both of those. But again, we're trying to avoid that, that negative side from creeping in too hard. Yeah, and I think there's almost a third point to that would be to like just avoiding the negative, which sometimes people don't even view as negative. So like coming into the to the class, getting ready for the class, getting ready for the warm up, and speaking your soreness, you know, like speaking how hard the work uh, workout looks on the board, it's not it's not negative per se. You know, or, or maybe it's like the weather, like, oh man, it's, it's yeah. freaking freezing outside today or, or mostly here in Florida, you know, it's hot as hell out here. Like I'm sweat, I'm already sweating and we haven't even started. Yeah. Like it's not negative, but it's speaking, it's, it's excluding the positive because you're just making kind of the negative known or, you know, the less appealing known yeah. um, and just not leaving room for the more positive stuff. Yeah. Ben Bergeron says, never whine, never complain, never make excuses. And those little things, even though they might be true, it might actually truly be 30 degrees out and it might actually be cold. Well, actually 30 degrees is the truth. Cold is your interpretation of that truth. Cold is not a, is not a fact because there are people <laughs> that would say 30 degrees is not cold. You know, there's people that would say, you know, 50 and 60 degrees is not cold. So you know, being able to separate that truth from, from fact. And then also just because it might be true, doesn't mean you have to put your attention there. And that's kind of the second aspect of, you know, really uh, honing that focus. Yeah. So the last six uh, trait of mentally tough athletes is that mentally tough athletes put the reps in and all these mindset tips and tricks really only matter if you're taking the actions regularly to be able to uh, develop the confidence that's going to bring the confidence with it, right? With that confidence or with that competence comes confidence and you need to be able to put the reps in in order to have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to it being a process again, like um, the more you guys do these things, the more you're going to feel mental toughness. Yeah. And the one thing I want to bring up about this is that a lot of times when people think about this one, they think about the big actions, right? They mm -hmm. think about um, sports. They think about did pass or fail? Did you make the final shot or not, right? Did you make that final catch or not? And they think about these big moments or like in, in more of like the career world, like did you get the promotion or not? Did you do well on that uh, speech that you had to give to your you know, employees or not? And when we're talking about mental toughness, I think the mentally tough athletes realize that oftentimes when you get to that big moment, the work is already done. Like they're already 99.99% there. At that point, it's just time to trust and execute. And where they put all their focus is all those little micro decisions. There's millions of micro decisions that you're making on a daily basis to, you know, get to bed 30 minutes earlier, to um, put on a podcast instead of a, you know, uh, just a Netflix show that's, you know, not going to be something that's feeding your mind good stuff. It's all these little things that you're going to be doing to um, really build yourself up. 
Yeah, it's all it's all about the training. Um, I know there's this quote, and I can't remember who said it. I know I knew it at one time, but it was like you don't you don't rise to the level of your expectations; you fall to the level of your training. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's really the way you train that builds you you builds you mentally tough. And it, it is little things like you know just picking the right food at lunch or. Not eating the cookie. <laughs> Not eating the cookie. Developing a flossing habit. Like small, what people think is silly or simple things, it builds discipline. Yeah. You know, and you, you become a disciplined person and, and discipline really is is mental toughness. Yeah, one of the things I see is like, the peop, there's people that are always here for class 15 minutes early. They do crossover symmetry every day. They have their routine. So by the time the warm-up even happens, they're already in like a mental state to uh, get more out of the day than someone who's like just showing up at that moment and trying to fit it in. I know that's not the case for everybody, but it's it's all these little things that you build in that make the rest fall into place. Um, I think we missed one. <laughs> I jumped to number six, but we still have number five here. And um, mentally tough athletes are really selective about what they allow into their minds. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Tony? Yeah, and I would add to that, they're selective of what they allow into their minds. They would also be selective of who they allow into their circles. Um, so kind of like, you know, especially this past year, we've been like exposed to a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff um, with the election and social, social justice, injustices and events. And it's like, wow, there's just so much stuff coming at me. And going back to the first point we were talking about, like you have so much more control than you think. Like, even if you think you're, you're stuck in a relationship or your, or your family never supports you, like, you still have control to maybe not get yourself completely out of a situation, but you can start listening to certain podcasts like this one. You can start subscribing to newsletters from people that you admire that would help build your disciplines mm -hmm. and mental toughness. Like you can form this kind of family in this in this amazing virtual technology world that we have where where freedom of information is just so accessible yeah you know? yeah i mean i like and it doesn't even again it doesn't have to even be avoiding it um like when you talk about like the political side of things i just found like diving into long form content on stuff versus short form like even so something true. like that is so like true. enough to make a difference so you could be learning literally about the exact same subjects of like news of what's happening in our country, but you're learning it from a more well thought out perspective rather than just flashing the headline and the news of the day that can just put you in this fight and flight state just over and over and over again. Um, and, and the quote that I always kind of go back to in my head is like, you're the product of the five people that you surround yourself with most. But the great thing about technology and the internet and this digital age is that you get to choose who you're surrounded with, even if those people don't know who you are. You can pick the five you know, smartest people that you look up to in the world, and they probably have books about them, interviews, dozens of interviews on podcasts and YouTube that you can just intake that information and learn from those people and essentially surround yourself with them daily, even though they might not ever know who you are. Yeah. You're not a stalker. <laughs> You're just a very distant friend. Exactly. <laughs> right? All my friends out there. <laughs> just like us, right? You might not hang out with us all the time, but we get to come right into your ears in this moment and you get to listen to us. Um, so yeah, is there anything else you want to wrap up with or is, are you good? That was good. 
Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, if you have any other things to share with us in terms of ways that you like to implement these practices or books or resources that you really like, feel free to shoot them over to us. Um, but thanks for joining and we'll see you on the next one.